0: Bonjour. I am so grateful to join with you today. Oh, my goodness, it's a beautiful day in Vermont. Ah, the last week, the magnificence of summer is shown itself here in Vermont in just spectacular ways, and I'm so grateful to be here and be camping on sacred land and just reveling in the spirit, and I'm so happy to share all of that with you, to bring it to you and share it from my heart with you today. So let's place our hand on our heart and bless ourselves, and those of you who are joining with me live Those of you who are joining with me later and actually taking this moment to place your hand on your heart and take that breath with me. We're blessing everyone who will listen to this ever at any time. And even those who can't listen because they're deaf and they're reading the transcript, we're blessing them too. So how wonderful. We're including everyone, their families, their friends, their relations, their co-workers and colleagues. We're including the whole world because we're one with them. So we take this deep breath of love and gratitude and we rejoice to allow ourselves to have a healing We are partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of remembering, the purpose of recognizing our true identity is perfect, whole, and complete, now and forevermore. We are grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of receiving a divine download. We're allowing this time to be for us a healing Nourishing conversation, bringing more peace and more love and more joy into our hearts and minds that we're sharing and broadcasting to all the world. Grateful and thankful to allow ourselves to enjoy all of this, to allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. <laughs> What a blessing! What a blessing! I'm so grateful. Hmm. Yeah. So we're looking today in chapter 14, which is entitled "Teaching for Truths," and the section one, conditions of learning. It's my page 270 in my copy of the course. And I'm going to start with the introduction because I love it. It says, yes, you are blessed indeed. How often do we think we're being tortured and punished? What if we just said, oh, I have to change my perspective. I can change my perspective. I'm so grateful that I realized I was uncomfortable so I can remember that pain is a wrong perspective. Lesson 190, and I can change my perspective to recognize even in the midst of this, even in the midst of the, the earthquake, the flood, the night terrors, yes, I am blessed indeed. Yet in this world, you do not know it, but we can choose to know it. We can And this is part of the conditions of learning, to be willing. But you have the means for learning it and seeing it quite clearly. Woo-hoo! Let's let's just high-five ourselves on that. We have the means for learning and seeing it quite clearly that we are blessed. So let's just declare together right now, the two or more who are gathered, that we are willing to see it clearly, to see clearly, to feel clearly, to know clearly, to be clearly blessed and to share that awareness with everyone because we are one with them. The Holy Spirit uses logic as easily and as well as does the ego, except That the Holy Spirit's conclusions are not insane. Pointing as clearly to heaven as the ego points to darkness and to death. We have followed much of the ego's logic and have seen its logical conclusions. And, having seen them, we've realized that they cannot be seen except in illusions. For there, are, there alone, their seeming clearness seems to be clearly seen. <laughs> I love it. It's a little Dr. Susie there, isn't it? <laughs> we have followed much of the ego's logic. This is true, and have seen its logical conclusions. Therefore, what does that tell us? That tells us that logic is not helpful to us. The the ego can use logic very cleverly to get us to deduce that there's something wrong with us, that we're worse than anyone, that, I mean, you know, I have to say I've had uh, uh, many conversations with people uh, because I do one-on-one counseling and because in my year-long Masterful Living course, one of the aspects of the course is I have one-on-one conversations and we have very deep connective conversations in class and so people share with me that they have felt as I have felt that there was something unfixably wrong that just I was I used to feel that I was worse than everyone else that no matter how much spirituality i studied and put my attention on and practiced i just couldn't get away of that get rid of that fundamental badness that seemed to linger no matter what so and that was a logical conclusion based on my experiences based on my perceptions and my observations but back then i didn't realize that I was delusional because it was all opinion and judgment. It was all interpretation. It wasn't real. It wasn't fact. It just looked like it was facts. And I love, 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 love in many ways what we are seeing on the political landscape with things like alternative facts and where people aren't telling the truth and, uh, they're, blatantly not telling the truth, they're blatantly misleading people. All of this is for the healing of our mind. It must be so so uh the the illusion is becoming so chaotic and insane in many ways that we can't help but look at it and go, "It can't be real, it can't be true. This is insanity. The delusion of the illusion. So we're waking up in the midst of this chaos and then our willingness, because I feel it every day, my willingness is what is the foundation of my peace. My willingness to look at the insanity and to remember to laugh. To throw, literally throw my head back and laugh. So we have followed much of the ego's logic and have seen its logical conclusions. And having seen those logical conclusions, we have realized that these logical conclusions cannot be seen except in illusions, for there alone, their seeming clearness seems to be clearly seen. So when we are so convinced of our interpretations and the meaning we've made of something, but it doesn't Bring us a deep sense of peace and joy. That's when we can say, so it must not be true. Because if it were true, if it were real, it would be happy making. I would be feeling a release of joy. I would be basking in waves of peace right now. I would feel the light in my soul beaming out into the world. That's how I would know it's true. How I know it's not true is I feel angry and upset and hurt and worried and afraid and confused and depressed. That's how I know that what I'm thinking isn't true. As logical as it might be, ain't true. Tain't true. Tain't so. All right. Let us now turn away from them. The logical conclusions of the Uh, ego. Let's turn away from them now and follow the simple logic by which the Holy Spirit teaches the simple conclusions that speak for truth and only truth. Here we go. If you are blessed and do not know it, you need to learn it must be so. Alright, so let's just be willing. I'm willing to learn that I am blessed now throughout eternity, that I am a blessed one. I am part of the sonship. I am part of the Christ light. And the Christ's perfection cannot be known in its fullness without me. So I am part of it, whether I accept that or not, whether I believe it or not, whether it feels real or true to me or not, I am still part of the Christed sonship. We can just relax in that. And then we can say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I'd like to see this. So, yes, I have followed the ego's logic to its logical conclusions that I am a sinner, that I am a loser, that I am fundamentally bad. And now, having followed the ego's logic to its desperate, gnarly, insane conclusions... I am ready to remember to laugh, and I'm going to celebrate right now that I'm ready to remember to laugh. I'm willing to remember to laugh. I'm willing to let the Holy Spirit guide me to the truth, which is the only true logical conclusion. If you're blessed and do not know it, you need to learn. It must be so. It is so. The knowledge is not taught. But its conditions must be acquired, for it is they that have been thrown away. All right. I love, love this book. So happy-making to me because I used to feel like, how am I ever going to figure this out? Oh, how I've lived all these years and I have failed every day to be happy. I've only been able to be happy for a moment. How will I ever find peace? It seems unfindable. It doesn't seem like the conditions for me to find peace and joy and happiness in my life are present. How can I find them if they're not there? If they're not findable, right? That's how I used to feel. So now, because of Reading the course and working with the Holy Spirit, I learned, oh, they are findable. Oh, yes, I can learn this. The, the, the book tells me so. Jesus tells me so. I'm going to trust in Jesus. Because you know what? Dude has it going on. He had it going on in his human life. And he still has it going on. And he's willing to show me and introduce me to the Holy Spirit, help me remember, okay. Uh, I can't see why I wouldn't do that. Hello, I've suffered enough. Do not wish to suffer. Mama's done with suffering. (laughs) You know, because I just I just couldn't kill myself. I wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. Because I couldn't do that to my loved ones. Thank God for the love of my loved ones that wouldn't allow me to take my own life, no matter how much I wanted to. So, now, there's a lot of clues in this one sentence here. So, we have to, it says, we must learn that we're blessed. And that we're blessed indeed. Because in this world, we do not know it. But, the means for learning it and seeing it, quite clearly, are available to us. So, that's what these two paragraphs say here. But the knowledge... That we're blessed isn't taught. Why isn't it taught? It's because knowledge isn't taught. This is one of the tenets of A Course in Miracles is that knowledge isn't taught. What's taught is the means to remember the knowledge. So the knowledge, the wisdom, along with all the blessings, the perfect love, the perfect wholeness, the perfect freedom, the perfect clarity, the perfect joy. All of this has already been given to us. It's pre-installed. And we tossed it away in favor of our, our judgments, our opinions, our interpretations. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, um, it's, there's so many, things that we see in the world that are, are metaphors. You know, you, you, you don't appreciate what you've got till you have lost it. And you find it again, the prodigal son, the, the Moses leading the, the people through the, the desert for 40 years. Why did they wander in the desert for 40 years? Because they were stupid? Because they couldn't find their way out? No. No, they wandered in the desert for 40 years because they needed to let the older generation pass away so that the younger generations could be brought up in an awareness of the truth. That's why they wandered. Because back then, a generation... Forty years was a was a good long life for a lot of people. So that's why they wandered in the desert for forty years. And in case you haven't noticed, uh, a lot of us wander in the desert for forty years. Do (laughs) I I certainly did at least forty years. So the knowledge is not taught. The knowledge that we're blessed—it's not taught. But its conditions must be acquired. For it is these conditions that we threw away. You can learn to bless and cannot give what you have not. So, we can learn to bless everybody, but we can't bless people if we don't feel blessed. So, first, we're going to put our attention on the correct and fruitful conditions for learning how to remember the knowledge that we're blessed so we can share it with our brothers and sisters and then all can remember it together there it is so it says you can learn to bless and cannot give what you have not if then you offer blessing. It must have come first to yourself. And I can share from my own life that I realized, oh, in my, back in the 90s, that I, I was on a track, I was a playwright, and I had Written a bunch of screenplays, and I wasn't able to sell any of them. and I had a, several agents tell me, you know I won awards at film school. I have a master's in screenwriting from uh, USC. Uh, and uh, Frank Danielle was my teacher i uh, he was my thesis teacher. I had uh, Awards at uh, film school. I prior going to film school, I had a play that was done off Broadway. It was done on American Playhouse. So I was on this track to be a successful screenwriter, maybe a television writer and a playwright. And the agents that I brought my screenplays to said, "You know, Jennifer, if you had sold one screenplay, Already, I could sell every one of these in this stack. You're a great writer. You really have talent. However, you write stories about people. And right now, the market is for big event pictures, big events like Titanic. And I'd say, but I'm pretty sure Titanic is about people. And Driving Miss Daisy was very popular at that time. It did $100 million at the box office back in whenever it was, 95, 96, which was a lot of money back then, and Driving Miss Daisy is a wonderful movie, if you haven't seen it, With um, and it's a story of two elderly people, uh, Miss Daisy and her driver, <laughs> and um uh, with uh, Morgan Freeman and Jessica Tandy. And it was a wonderful play that, that was made into a, a very small, sweet movie. But it was a huge success because it was about people. It was about life. It had real heart in it. And these are the kinds of things that I like to write. And so I kept getting the message that now is not the time for you to... Continue with this writing career in Hollywood, and so I I got uh, the clear message. Now is the time for you to go and grow your consciousness and become a minister. And so I was obedient, and I did that. So first I went into the pre-practitioner training at Agape, and that was two years of classes. And then I went into the Science of Mind practitioner training, which was another two years, two years and some months of training. And, uh, and then I could enter into ministerial school. I was in ministerial school for five years of training. And... Then I, as soon as I graduated, I started um, working as a minister, but I started back in 97 offering retreats and classes. I started doing that right away. I couldn't, I just couldn't wait. (laughs) So I started doing all kinds of um, healing retreats and different kinds of classes and workshops. And so... What was I doing during all of that? I was creating the conditions for learning so that I could remember the truth that sets us free. And that was a lot of years, nine years before I became a minister. And then once I became a minister, I said, oh, now I'm going to put my attention on A Course in Miracles. And it made sense to me right away It just felt like home to me right away. The voice in A Course in Miracles felt like my teacher. And I can remember sitting and reading the book the first time through, and, and I would just weep. So grateful that I'd found my teacher. So, so grateful that I had the book in my hand. This book to me is such a blessing. Every sentence is helpful. Every sentence contains gold, magnificence. So grateful. So, we can't give away what we haven't accepted for ourselves. So, you must also have accepted it as yours for how else could you give it away? That is why miracles offer you The testimony that you are blessed. So what's a miracle? Because people forget what a true miracle is. A miracle is when we align our mind, our thinking, and we start thinking the thoughts of God. So when we have a clear moment where we can see that we can go to opinion and energize our opinions, or we can go to truth, and be willing to energize the truth, to lay our opinions on the altar, to give them to the Holy Spirit for healing. As I say, um, give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. When we're stuck in our seemingly stuck, we're never really stuck, just seems like we're stuck. When we feel stuck, when we feel depressed and sad, when we feel angry and hurt and fearful and anxious and worried and we don't know what to do or where to turn and we're looking for the solutions in the world instead the answer lies in turning to the Holy Spirit and placing all the worries and all the concerns onto the altar placing them right there, solidly on the altar, saying, I don't know what to do about this, but Holy Spirit, I am willing to believe that you do. I'm willing to learn that you do. You know the answers. You know how to lead me and guide me to the highest and best. And I am willing. A little bit of willingness is willingness. A lot of willingness is willingness. It's We're either willing or we're not willing, and we demonstrate our willingness. We activate that willingness by going to the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, these... Worries, these fears, these upsets, this depression, this pain, this suffering, it feels like a heavy, heavy burden. And I am willing to lay it on the altar and give it to you, and I am willing to accept your guidance. I'm willing to listen, to discover. And that's the miracle right there. And so the miracle is the shift in our mind. It's not what demonstrates in form. It's the shift in our mind so valuable to us to understand that the miracle is that shift into willingness. There's the miracle. We shift into willingness and then the shift in form will happen. But it's it's hugely speeding up the process and opening up the process to the highest possibilities when we can say, I don't, I don't need to have any attachment to how it looks, but I am going to declare how I would like the answer prayer to feel. I'd like to feel free. I'd like to feel joyous. I'd like to feel content. I'd like to feel blessed. I'd like to feel peaceful and harmonious. I'd like to feel pure and clear. So, Holy Spirit, you know the way. I will follow you. I am willing. I will follow. So then it says here, that is why miracles offer you the testimony that you are blessed. Because uh, you're going to give it away. Because you're constantly demonstrating the efficacy of your choices. You're going to give it away just by living it, just by being it. If what you offer is complete forgiveness, you must have let guilt go, accepting the atonement for yourself and learning you are guiltless. So this is our, our, our one of our goals here, our intentions, is that what we offer is complete forgiveness. What is complete forgiveness? It's complete non-judgment, total non-judgment. That's what we can offer. That's what we are offering. And what a blessing it is. What a blessing it is. Yes. How could you learn what has been done for you, unknown to you, Unless you do what you would have to do if it had been done for you. (laughs) There's a cryptic sentence for us. How could you learn what has been done for you? What has been done for us? Let's just see if we can discern what has been done for us. Well... The path has been clearly laid out. The script has been perfectly written by one whose only purpose is our good. It's been gently planned, gently planned. So even though we might go through a hurricane, even though we might go through a flood, even though we might go through a fire, even though we might go through a plague and pestilence, it's still been gently planned by one whose only purposes are good. So that's what's been done for us. It's unknown to us because we're thinking we're being punished, we're being tortured. Oh, no. We're cultivating the willingness to see with God's eyes the vision of wholeness, that is our holiness unfolding right before us. So we can't learn, what has been, the way has been prepared for us, gently, lovingly planned, unless we do what we would have to do if it had been done for us. So this this is the condition of learning. We we must do what we would have to do if we believed it had been done for us. So we must have faith. We must have patience infinite patience produces immediate results immediate effects infinite patience produces immediate effects calling upon the angels produces immediate effects partnering up with the holy spirit produces immediate effects this is what this is what we need to do Nothing in the world, I need do nothing in the world. Extend love, drop my opinions and judgments. These are all the things that happen at the level of the mind. That's why all healing is at the level of the mind. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, so beautiful. It's time for me to take a break here, one of the things I'd, I'd like to tell you before we go to the break is that uh, you can sign up for inspirational text messages from me and there's uh, many ways to do it and these inspirational text messages are messages for me they can be fun, playful messages uh, inspiring messages and also Course in Miracles quotes uh, you can sign up for them at jenniferhadley.com at Living Course in uh you can sign up for them by going to ACIM Texts Dot com, And you can also just simply, from your cell phone, text uh, the word MIRACLES to 35227. 35227. Text that and you will get a message back to sign up for the uh, free inspirational text messages. Yes, indeed. And if you go to com, go to the radio show page, and you can see we've been transcribing the radio show there. If we don't have yet the transcript of the episode you would most like, just send an email to us at admin at jenniferhadley.com. We'll put it to the top of the queue and get that transcript for you. All right, I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Alrighty. So, oh, you know, I am going to just mention also... Before I forget, I was sharing uh, before the break that uh, you can sign up for the free text messages and um, you can download the free transcripts at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And uh, I'd like to say a big thank you to all the people who send in $5, $10, $20, $100 and who support those text messages. Some people make far larger contributions. All of these contributions go to supporting many thousands of people around the world in practicing A Course of Miracles, in discovering A Course of Miracles. One of the things that your donations, your contributions pay for is advertising so that people who are looking for A Course in Miracles resources can find them. And uh, as you might imagine, advertising on Facebook is not free. Advertising with Google is not free. So uh, that's one of the things that we do spend money on. And because of those ads people from all over the world in more than 100 countries are led to discover the radio show to discover the text messages overwhelming me we've had people so grateful for the text messages. People are consistently telling me how they arrive at just the perfect time and they have them turn the ship around, they're heading in an um, unhappy direction and they get that Course of Miracles quote that just, it's the voice of the Holy, Holy Spirit reminding them when they need it most. So, I also offer free daily prayer. I record a new prayer every day. I write daily inspiration every day, and that's free for you at JenniferHadley.com. It's my blog, and uh, the email comes with a link to the prayer. You can listen to the prayer online. You can call the prayer from your phone, and I, I've been doing that for 10 years. Recording a daily prayer for 10 years, it's part of my spiritual practice to join with thousands of people around the world who know the power of prayer. So we we are praying by means of this technology together, and it is powerful, it's life-changing, and it's free. Because people make contributions to support. So big thank you to all of those people who are bringing so much benefit to so many. Also, we're gearing up for a new Living a Course in Miracles class series in September, so you can look forward to that. That is now completely funded on donations. We give all the classes away for free, all the transcripts for free. If you go to jenniferhadley.com or Living a Course in Miracles.com, you can find past classes for free. We also have some of the paid series for for um a very modest amount, where you can get a whole sequence of uh, 16, 17 classes, transcripts, and audio downloads for only $87, and um, all of that money goes to support the free offerings. So thank you to the people who uh, participate in those different ways, and we're we're making we're working hard to. Um, or diligently is probably a better word. I like that better. We're working steadily and diligently to make more of the back catalog available for free and um, or for small um, uh, contributions and uh, yeah. So um, staff does not work for free um, and so your contributions help pay for all the many people that are employed by the power of love ministry who bring all these things to um, fruition. So, let's go back to the conditions of learning. We're in paragraph 2 now, page 270. It's chapter 14, section 1, the conditions of learning. Indirect proof of truth is needed in a world made of denial and without direction. Indirect proof. So, we're, the proof is when we have a change in our thinking and we see something manifest in the world. That's an indirect proof, uh, versus direct knowing. It says, you will perceive, remember perception is not direct knowing, you will perceive, it's a, it's a, this, it's a discernment. You will perceive the need for this, the Indirect proof if you realize that to deny is the decision not to know. So, one of the things that the ego has us doing is denying the miraculous results of our change of mind. So, one of the things that I remind folks in my Master for Living class and Finding Freedom class and in um, my daily Inspiration My Spiritual Espresso blog is let's remember to be grateful for the miracles. Let's remember to be grateful for things just as they are. Let's remember that things just as they are are perfectly designed for the conditions of our learning. And we'd like to learn how to remember that we already know. <laughs> so, everything is perfectly designed. Everything, not a hair on our heads, is not perfectly designed. Not, uh, nothing, no part of this world is not perfectly designed for us to bear witness to the truth, if we're willing. So, our... Aspiration is to accept the atonement for ourselves, which is the full recognition that there is no separation, nor has there ever been, or could there ever be a separation from God. That's what accepting the atonement is. It's accepting there's no separation. So when we're judging our brothers and sisters, or when we're judging ourselves, anyone as being less than or better than, We are not accepting the atonement. We can't accept the atonement that there's no separation and believe in better than or less than. There's not even equal to. There's just one with. We're one with everyone. If we're one with everyone, how can we possibly be better than or less than? Tain't so. It's impossible. So, the logic of the world must therefore lead to nothing because so i'm going to go back to the beginning of this paragraph indirect proof of truth is needed so the experience of miracles demonstrating in form and remember a miracle miraculous demonstrating uh, mirac- miraculous demonstration in form can easily be that we're grateful Yes, our our demonstrations in form are our, our clear thoughts, our gratitude, our willingness. These are miracles. Miracles are when we are willing to accept that all of life is for us and nothing is against us. Remember that if you would like to feel profoundly supported by the invisible as well as the visible, it requires your willingness. You have to cultivate the willingness to receive it, to accept it, to allow it, to recognize it, or you won't. Because the truth is, everything is already supporting us, but we don't acknowledge it We don't see it, we don't feel it, because we deny it. That's what it's saying here. Indirect proof of truth is needed in a world made of denial without direction. You will perceive the need for this the indirect proof, if you realize that to deny is the decision not to know. So for me, in my experience, there was something that I really liked about the specialness, the uniqueness of my being so completely bad and wrong, so completely unlovable, unfixable, so broken, damaged beyond repair. And I talk with many spiritual students Who really very often don't admit it even to themselves that they have a very strong belief that there is something fundamentally, unfixably wrong with them. That they are so bad or they're just, they can't stop choosing uh, pain and suffering. That there's something that is beyond how bad everybody else is they are uniquely bad i just i cannot even begin to count the number of conversations i have had with dedicated light workers even ministers people who have been on this path for decades who believe that there is something fundamentally wrong with them, that they're just worse than everybody else, and some people will, as I used to do, they argue, you don't understand, I can remember telling that to my spiritual counselors back in the na- 90s, well, you you don't understand, though, you know, my history is this, you know, my failure is that, my uh, unworthiness is this. But fortunately, none of that was true. None of it. I was blessed and I didn't know it. And what changed everything for me was I literally, I began to say, I'm willing to know that I am profoundly blessed. I am willing to know that the Christ in me, that the same mind that was in Christ Jesus is in my mind. We share the same mind. To my ego, it was inconceivable, because the ego will have no part of that that knowing. No. The the ego is devised for the purpose of keeping us in separation, and I was listening to the ego, and I decided, I'm not going to listen to that voice anymore. Now, do I still get caught in the ego? Yeah, I do. Every day not a day goes by. I don't feel some sense of frustration or irritation or uh annoyance or something. I have some judgment or some opinion. I had one yesterday it was I, I saw that some people had left a mess and they just gone off and left it. As though this spiritual place we're in is not their spiritual home and so that somebody else is going to clean up after them I, i can remember in when i uh was uh spending a lot of time at agape in los angeles which i was there four or five times a week for years um and i would see someone you know uh There would be, someone had dropped a Kleenex or something, a used Kleenex or some piece of trash on the floor in the building and or in the parking lot. And uh, people are walking by it and walking by it, thinking someone else will clean that up. I don't have to do that. But because it was my spiritual home, I'm going to pick up that trash just like I would pick up that trash in my own home because it's my spiritual home. So, that willingness to see everything is sacred, everything is holy, everything is shining the light for us and inviting us to be in the flow of love. The logic of the world must therefore lead to nothing, for its goal is nothing. If you decide to have, so to have the awareness of knowledge and to have the knowledge of how blessed you are if you decide to have and give this that's the only thing worth giving right is to to give the and share the awareness that we're all blessed we're all lovable we're all perfect we're all already as holy as holy can be as i say all the time If you decide to have and give and be nothing except a dream, you must direct your thoughts unto oblivion. If that's all you're going to do is share the dream, the illusion, the delusion, the madness, you must direct your thoughts unto oblivion. There's no point. Zero point in doing it. Ultimately, we're all going to be led back home like the prodigal son. We just decide how far we'd like to tarry in a foreign land. That's all. You know, um, I was talking with someone who is a therapist I think that's who I was talking to. Can't remember who I was talking with now. But I said, one of the things I'll do sometimes with a client who is not ready to make a change, not ready to be willing, not ready to forgive, not ready to do something different. So I say to him, look, all of eternity. This is how much time you have. <laughs> you have as long as you would like to make your decision. Ultimately, you will make the decision to go back home and to celebrate how loved and blessed you are and to share in all the riches and the joy in, and the protection of your father's house. You will make that decision. That decision is coming. There's no doubt about that. You can take all the time you like. Take as long as you want. So in counseling people, I'll sometimes say, so, knowing that the decision will come whenever you would like it to come, why don't we do this? This is an exercise. If you know you're going to choose heaven eventually, You know you're going to choose to let these judgments go eventually. You know you're going to choose to step into your magnificence, your perfection, your wholeness, and your greatness eventually. This is given. This lifetime, next lifetime, eternity. You have all eternity. You know that you're going to make that choice at some point in what seems like time and space. Why don't we just set a date? I'm going to keep suffering like this for five more years and, uh, you know, decide, oh, is it going to be your birthday five years from now? Is it going to be Christmas? Is it going to be New Year's, Valentine's Day? What What feels good to you? does it 5 years feel like a good amount of time does 2 years feel like a little more like oh yeah i want to wallow in my unhappiness for another 2 years and then yeah let's set that target date 2 years from now most people they're like oh yeah you know i think i'm going to make it today let's 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 make that choice now we can make that choice now This is part of creating the perfect conditions for our remembering the truth that sets us free. So beautiful. So beautiful. So it's time for me to wrap it up here. And I would like to share with you before I go some events that are coming up. We have the early, early bird prices expiring on uh, Wednesday, August 2nd, for the Forgive and Be Free Retreat. So I'm going to be in uh, North Carolina up at the Art of Living Retreat Center for most of the month of October. I love it there. Love it. It's so worth a trip up in the mountains, and um, it's it's so beautiful there. And the fall foliage will probably be coming out about mid October. The first weekend in October is the Weekend of Freedom Retreat. You can find the leak. The link to it at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. This is uh, basically a Course of Miracles conference. Uh, I'm speaking, John Mundy is speaking, David Fishman, Regina Dawn Akers, a number of other people. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. That's the first weekend in October. And I am... Uh, I'm I'm not confirming it yet, but what I'd like to do is the retreat ends on Sunday, but Columbus Day is Monday. For many people, that's a holiday. So what I'd like to do is have people stay over an extra day if they'd like, and we'll do a a focus on starting – Facilitating running a, a, a beautiful Course of Miracles study group. I'm very much interested in supporting you in, in running a, a Course of Miracles study group either online or in person. So we're developing all the tools for this for you. And so if you'd like to stay over, there will be no charge. You can make a love offering if you like. You will have to pay for your your, mood, your food and lodging, but that's that's what I'd like to see. I'm trying to put that together for you. And then the second weekend, if you want to come the second weekend, I'm going to be doing my Forgive and Be Free retreat. And I will do some Course Miracle Miracles study group support for people that weekend as well. So the second weekend in October is my Forgive and Be Free retreat. This is an intensive forgiveness retreat for the purpose of setting you up for the perfect holiday season with your family, letting the past go. It's amazing. We did it last year. It's tremendous. And then that's going right into my last spiritual counsel- counseling training intensive for the year which starts on Sunday, October 15th. And that's a week-long intensive training that's open to everyone. All the details at JenniferHadley.com. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude here. I'm so grateful and thankful to share with you, to share the love and the blessings. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit once again to make an offering of our heart and to open ourselves. We are willing to know the truth that sets us free, and to share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Have an amazing rest of your week. I love you. Thank you.